Welcome to Backyard Broadway. I'm Andrew. I'm Abby. I'm Kat. And tonight we are starting part one of a three-part series. That's right. Fall is on the way, so we thought we would kick it off talking about theater ghost stories. How can we kick it off when it's still 90 degrees during the day? But you know what? We're getting, we're jumping on the ball because how soon do they start Christmas stuff? What ball are you jumping on? (laughs) (laughs) This one in my hand. Abby's drinking sangria. Abby is actually drinking this evening. That's... That's a first on this podcast. But no. It won't be the last, guys. We're going to start to get everybody in the mood. We're going to have our own theater ghost stories on part one. Part two will be Broadway theater ghost stories. And part three will be nationwide theater ghost stories. Woo. So, anything. Wow, we- you're so excited, Kat. She's so. In- it's because we have to do research for the next two. That's true. That's why so, she's. But at least it's interesting research. That's true. But before we get started, we do have an announcement to make. We are withdrawing our share giveaway. What? 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 We are withdrawing the share giveaway just because of the lack of attention it's getting, and we have honestly no entrances into said giveaway. It's been a while since we've even discussed it. It's been a while since we've been together to podcast. Yeah. So we haven't had the opportunity, but we are not withdrawing the Duop Project giveaway. That is still an ongoing giveaway. If we reach 150 followers on Facebook, we will jumpstart that giveaway. But the most important thing that we have asked from you guys is to go on iTunes, leave us five stars, and write us a review. Honest to God, don't even care what you say. Just leave us something nice. I like cookies <laughs> is always good. Yes. Yes. Or the sky is blue because it's true. It is true. For being honest. Well, it it's a shade of blue. You know what? <laughs> You can also say Andrew's a dick. That's fine with me too. But use an asterisk instead of an I. Let's let's be classy here. Let's be classy. Yeah, let's be classy. Let's be classy. <laughs> let's I'm sitting be here in a t-shirt and shorts, and you want to talk about being classy? Yeah, and no, I say that, and then I think about a review of the forthcoming film of Cats, and that's not going to be classy. It's at not going to be classy at all. At all. Nope. Classy is non-existent in terms of this podcast. <laughs> just saying. So, for those of you who are just joining us for the very first time, real quick. Brief, because we're into like episode ten now. Oh, real quick, God, brief it's been that many review wow. of our disclaimer, cat. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm the one drinking. <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay, disclaimer. Dis- oh, that's me. Okay, what is it? Just real brief. Just real brief. Well, the. Gist of our disclaimer is that these are not always going to be factual. A lot of this is our opinion. We have our rights to our opinions. You have your rights to yours. We are more than happy to take yours into consideration if you would like to post them on Facebook. But anything that is untasteful comments or uh, posts on Facebook will be removed and you will be denied access to our Facebook page. So, again, everything's opinions unless we state otherwise. And in case you didn't get it from Kat calling me a dick, we are explicit. Yes. We're quite explicit. Sometimes we don't censor ourselves, censor ourselves when we get Fuck heated. Fuck censoring! <laughs> when we get heated about a topic such as censoring, apparently. Yep. So, but tonight is all about our own personal experiences in theaters. Ooh. We've all worked in different theaters. I know I've got stories for four Days. or five different theaters yeah. off the top of my head. Um, you have to tell the one about Mark Beach. Uh, that was the best. Oh, uh, that was the best. That was the best. Now you have to because everyone listening is like, uh, what? what is it? What is it? What is it? Okay. So in Myrtle Beach, and this was not, I was not performing at this theater. I was on vacation. And for those of you that don't know, Myrtle Beach is in South Carolina. You never know. Yes. So I can't remember the name of the theater. Do you remember the name on the sign that was still there? What? Do you remember the name of the theater? It's The sign was still there. I don't but remember. But the theater wasn't. I Love. think it was the Palace. Yeah, I think it was called I think Palace. it was Palace Theater. Um, it it was destroyed in Hurricane Matthew a few years ago, um, and they tore it down, which was very sad because it was a beautiful space, multiple theaters within it, large theaters, small theaters, yep, black yep, boxes. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but up this grand staircase, there's the train, guys. Is Brad. it going to be super loud? Hold on, give me give me a second. One more honk. It's That's usually not too like bad. two or three. That's not too bad. Nah. It shouldn't be doing that coming through. <laughs> it's not coming Excuse town yet. you. It's not, it's it's not, not in coming, town yet. It's not in town yet. Oh. It's out that way. Oh, yeah. So you walk into this theater. There's a gorgeous grand staircase that goes up and splits off. And at the top of this staircase was a grand piano, which I thought was a player piano. For the longest time. For those of you who do not know what a player piano is, go watch The Music Man. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is the one that you put the little reel in and it plays itself. Or in today's society, you put a microchip in and it plays itself. Yes. But anyways. Just make sure you plug it in first. Thought it was a player piano the first time I went to this theater. And so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And so I decided to walk up there the next time I was in the theater and just see, just, just to look at it yeah. and, and admire. And I realized there's no mechanical box. There's no player piano thingy. It doesn't have the reel for the paper. It doesn't have a reel for the paper. It's a grand piano. It doesn't have that oh, space. Yeah. It's not yeah, an upright. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, how's this playing? How's this playing? I'm like, okay, this is weird. And an usher walks by and is like, don't, don't get too close to the ghost. And I go, the what? The what? <laughs> The what? The what? Yes. Apparently, they were very aware that there was a ghost, and that's what was playing this piano. I was still not convinced. Still not convinced. What song did I sing? I don't remember. I don't remember either, but it I started it. singing it. Yeah. Was it Alexander's Ragtime Band? Because I think we were talking oh, about it, it with Herman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Alexander's Ragtime Band, which I don't know the whole song. Let me start off by saying that. I don't know that whole song, uh-uh. but I know the beginning of it. Come on along, come on along, Alexander's Ragtime Band. Da, 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 da. Like I said, don't know all the words. But, so I started singing this, mm-hmm. and then the piano started playing it. Yeah. And I was you. like, oh, oh, shoot. So then I picked a song I actually knew. Mm-hmm. Cannot remember what song it was. Started singing it, the piano started playing it. Mm-hmm. And of course, people are gathering around. They think it's a player piano, too. Yeah. They Nobody think you're knows. like this cool, like, free concert. Yes. And so at one point, I sat down on the bench. And I could feel the weight of the bench shift mm-hmm. as if somebody was hitting the pedals as they were playing. Yeah. And it was freaking me out. So, of course, I stood back up. Yeah, of course you did. And, I mean, I talked to the manager of this theater. I talked to a bunch of the ushers that worked at this theater. They all acknowledged that there was some sort of presence there, but they had never seen it as active as it had been that day mm-hmm. while I was singing along. Yep. And then, of course, I was asked which show I want to be in. And I was like, I'm just on vacation. Sorry. Can't <laughs> afford to move to Myrtle Beach. My bad. Right. But yeah. So yeah, that was that was a big, like, I wasn't performing in a show. No. I was just there to see a show. That was a, a big ghost story for me. But I mean, yeah, I've got plenty. Yeah, sing along with the ghost. It was yes. amazing. I've got plenty. You've got so many. Of shows that I was in that I can talk about. But what about you, Abby? Well, the first one that pops into my head is the one from Laura with Paige. Yeah. That's that's really one of the first ones that popped in my head was, so it was during Laura, and we were working on the set. It was a Saturday, and it was you, me, and Mamaw Jane, I think. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mamaw Jane. Hey. So, and one of the theater ghosts at Clarksville, where we were at, is the ghost in the light booth, light Charlie. Booth, yes. Everyone knows about him. Everyone knows that he's there. You respect his space. Yes. That whole thing. And... So with my daughter, we hadn't really said anything because we, I mean, she was what, two at the time? Yeah. So we didn't want to freak her out. And so we're up on the stage and she came up to me and she goes, mommy, look at demand. And I go, where baby? What are you talking about? And she was like, demand, mommy, demand. I was like, what man? And she pointed up at the light booth. She saw him up in the light booth and I go, what? Are you sure it's, are you sure that's what she said? She's like, yeah, mommy. She's like, I see demand. I was like, oh, so you mean Charlie? She goes, no, mommy, not Charlie. Demand. Demand. So he so he was demand. Demand. Yeah. But that was one of my first ones really at Clarksville with yeah. with Paige and seeing Charlie. Because I mean I I couldn't see it because the lights yeah. were off. And sometimes you can see him like moving, like yeah. from the light coming from behind. Especially, yeah, because it's it's built in what looks like, a, well, used to look like a barn, but the light booth has the slatted walls mm-hmm. and the light comes through from the lobby yeah. into there. So you can see any movement up there right? when it's completely dark. But I couldn't see anything. and But she like visibly was like, mommy, the man. The man. The man is up yeah. there. So that was one of my yeah. first ones. I mean, just a couple that weren't my own experiences, but I was there for um, during Young Frankenstein, one of our actresses was doing her song, like, center stage. Yeah. And all of a sudden just stops because somebody was moving around the light booth. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't handle it. She yeah. could not handle it. Charlie. Um, and then another one, I was coming to rehearsal for Dial M for Murder. And it was at a time um, 
for those Louisville peeps that have been around for a while. Yeah, I said peeps. Leave me alone. How old are you? <laughs> you I'm your 15. Them Louisville peeps. Them Louisville. Um, Them peeps. Really? So any of our listeners from Louisville who have, have been around a while, you remember Shermageddon. Yeah. Um, what was that? Seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 2012 about. was when Dial-M was. Yeah. 2012. Has it been that long? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because yeah. it was the year after. No, yeah, it was like the year after, two years after. Two years later yeah, that we did something. But I would go from work. I was working at Arby's at the time, and I would get off at 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. And I would just go straight over to the theater instead of getting caught in all of that traffic mess downtown. Yeah. Because one of the bridges was closed, the Sherman Mitten, which is why it was called Shermageddon, um, was closed, so... Rush hour was a mess downtown. All the time. So, and we didn't have the East End Bridge yet, so I would go just straight after. Right. And so I went over, I went and got something to eat, came to the theater, and as I'm pulling into the parking lot, oh my goodness, quit showing me pictures of babies, videos of babies. She's walking. I see she's walking. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> pull into the parking lot, and as I pull into the parking lot, our director was running out of the front door to his car. Yeah. And this is not a man who runs often. No. Um, so to see him running, I'm like, oh my God, what Something the, happened. What Something the hell is going happened. on? Yeah. So I immediately park. I get out of the car. I'm like, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? He's like, somebody's walking around. Somebody's walking around. I thought I was the only one here. He's like, I walk through. I turn on all the lights. I swear I'm the only one here. But somebody's going up and down the stairs of the light booth. Somebody's walking around above me. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, it's probably just Charlie in the light booth. And this was only his second show directing at Clarksville. Yeah. Um, was it a second no, because 2009 was Pippin, so it was like his third or fourth show. Yeah, but if you haven't had enough experiences there, yeah. it still catches you off guard. Yeah, so he was a little a little scared by that one. Yeah. Um, and then I walked back in and, you know, did my usual routine of saying hello to all the ghosts at mm-hmm. Clarksville Little Theater and letting them know that I was there, we were going to be rehearsing, yeah. all that good stuff. And I'm like, Ron, they're not going to bother you. They are not going to bother you. Um, you need to tell the story. I'm not telling that story because I don't want to anger anybody. Okay. I don't want to anger anybody. All right. Plus, I don't want to get something wrong and have somebody listen to it and be like, no, it was supposed to be like this. That's fair. So. Well, I was talking about your experience with that after. That, that yeah. I don't, you don't want to share that? Yeah, because there, because there were so many people involved with it. That's fair. Because so many people had to be involved with it. Yep. Totally fair. Um, one of my, another experience that I remember from Clarksville was, um, I, I don't know what was going, I can't remember what we were doing at the time, but it was the, one of the first times you left me alone in the green room. Because I'm the nicest person ever. I hated you so much. So, there is a ghost of a woman, Helen, in our green room. Two, I thought she said one. Do you want to come say hi? You come say hi on our podcast? No, she didn't like it. So, all right. You tell Daddy he needs to tuck you in. No, we'll just do it in the morning. It's okay. Go on. No, go. I'm in the middle of something. Brush your own hair. Patty pout. Salty. So, anyway. There's a ghost in the green room at Clarksville. Her name is Helen. And she doesn't like, she likes the green room. Mm-hmm. She doesn't stay in the green room. Sometimes yeah. she comes out into the, uh, in the house and stuff. But she mainly likes to stay in the green room. And the first time that I was actually left alone in the green room, thank you, Andrew, you asshole. I was just, Andrew literally had just walked down. You had literally just walked out of the room, down the hallway. And all of a sudden, I just felt someone go whoosh right to the back of my head and was standing like you know that you you have to know that feeling when someone comes up right behind you and you can just feel them looking at you that is the feeling I got and it creeped me out so bad I ran out of that room and I told Andrew like you are not allowed to leave me alone in this room ever I didn't feel like I was in danger I didn't feel like I was gonna get hurt I just someone was in my personal bubble and I didn't appreciate it (laughs) very much (laughs) So, for those of you who may not have listened to the first episode, um, Abby and I are very much into the paranormal. Yes. We, we believe in ghosts and spirits and, and the like. 
So this is this is really where this series is stemming from, is that we have this interest and we want to explore it and because clearly Kat has had a lot to say over the last eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one. Well, you only have yours? one. Well, when we were working on children, you were there. And actually, I think most of the cast was there already. This was right before rehearsal. And I'm backstage doing something, and I'm coming up the hallway where the dressing room and the kitchen are. No, where the uh, costume Did room and the, the kitchen laughing? are. Hmm? What? Did you hear the laughing? I don't know. No. And I, I, the lights are on. Everything's fine. I'm just walking towards the green room. And that creaky green stool was oh, yeah, I remember. just oh, yeah. enough in the room where I could only see, like, a little bit of it. But all I hear was, creak, creak, creak. It's, and I look over, and the fucker's turning. Oh, that chair is, is turning. And this is one of those, like, really old, swivel, like, padded top terrible green vinyl <laughs> like vintage older Stools. than dirt stool yeah. you can't even call it vintage okay because it's not even a nice vintage <laughs> no it's, it's not, not. Nice. it's just old it's, it's just, just old. old and that sucker is just turning like not spinning quickly but it's it's turning like someone is on it mm-hmm. and i walk down the hall and just as i peer around to get a full view of that stool it stopped Calm your tits. (laughs) Calm your tits. So, but yeah, it was the freakiest thing. It just quit. Like, so came to a dead stop. Uh huh. Not like stopped. Slowly stopped. No, it just like. I was like, like somebody planted their feet on that footstool, foot barn. So something else that's interesting because a lot of at least mine some of yours take place at Clarksville that we actually know some of the backstories of some of the other residents of that theater. Yeah. I mean, we don't know anything about Charlie, but we know Helen and we know a couple others. Yeah. So do you want I mean, there's the one in the back that's not, it's not confirmed, but no. I have an idea of who it is. But let me touch on Helen real quick because this right. story, because I advanced this story, so I'm going to tell it without mentioning names or shows or anything. But there was a show I was doing where one of the actors, um, who was very much Caucasian, had to learn Mandarin. Right. And had lines and songs in Mandarin. Oh. Um, And so he was in the green room. You're going to tell me what show this is when we're done. I will. (laughs) Um, He was working on his lines in the green room. Oh, I know this story. And on the wall behind the bar, the concession bar, Used to be a giant mirror. Thank and God he said on. he was standing there facing the mirror, but he was looking down at his script, look, working on his lines, and he all of a sudden looked up and saw a woman standing behind him. A woman he had never seen before that he could describe to a T. So, flash forward three years, mm-hmm. and we're doing Dial in for Murder, and I find some old photos. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is Helen. I'm going to see if this is who he saw. Right. So I put it in the desk drawer mm-hmm. and forgot about it. Because <laughs> you're a dick. And no, <laughs> With the full intent of, I know it's in the desk drawer. I'm going to pull it out in a little bit and show him. When you're he gets here, I completely forgot about it. We're rehearsing a scene where he has to open the desk drawer <laughs> to retrieve something. And as soon as he opens it, his back hit the wall. And he goes, what is that? And I'm like, okay. So with Island for Murder, let me, let me clarify real quick. Our original director of that show had to leave the production due to health reasons. Yes. Um, he was driving from about an hour away to come right. in to direct. And um, because of health reasons, he couldn't do that anymore. So I took over as director as well as playing the killer. Yes. Um, so at this point, I was directing the show. Yeah. And... So, yeah, this other actor and I were rehearsing the scene. He goes up in the drawer, sees the picture, hits the wall. What is that? And I'm like, oh, crap, I totally forgot. I was going to show you that before we started rehearsal and see if that's who you saw during that other show. And he goes, yes, and that's exactly what she was wearing. And I was like, okay, well, this is who it is. Right. You know, her name was Helen. She was a huge, huge patron of Clarksville Little Theater. She worked on numerous shows. She was in shows. She was behind the scenes on numerous shows. Mm-hmm. Her husband worked there. 
the story that I heard was that she was on her way to a rehearsal that her husband was in mm-hmm. because she wanted to make sure her husband wasn't philandering. Yes. And was in a car accident. And that's how she passed away. I don't know 100% if that's actually what happened, but that is one of the stories I've heard associated with her. Um, but, so that's my little, like, connection to Helen is that I found this picture, freaked this guy out. It was, <laughs> it was a fabulous four minutes of him just like, dish. oh, my God. I didn't do it on purpose. I told you that. I, t- I did yeah. not do it on purpose. So what's, what's something, do you have anything from KCD or anything from... Not really. Clifton? Clifton. Let me think. Because you were there overnight, weren't you? Yeah, but I wasn't like... That whole overnight story is a story in itself. Because the Clifton Center people... Clifton Center people forgot we were spending the night and turned the heat off in the middle of winter (laughs) while we spent the night. And Miss Inta was not very happy about it. So I didn't sleep very well. Um, There was always like... Certain areas that I didn't like. Yeah. Not so much that I had, ex- like, I didn't like being downstairs in the dressing rooms. I did not like being down there. I didn't like the hallway. I didn't, none of it. I hated those stairs. They were not up to code. Uh, was there a big conference room downstairs as well? I don't know, because I wouldn't go past the girls' dressing room. Okay, because we, I think that's where we did our pre-show circle. I would not go. I mean, I think, was... I think that's where we slept. No. I can't remember. It's been so long. Yeah. It's been 10 years. It was, like, it was a big empty room that you could put tables and chairs in and things like that. Yeah, I just remember I we did show circle. That's where they did the breakfast, I think, okay. for our show, I think. Um, yeah, I, that, I remember that not being a savory room. That yeah, no, not, I didn't like it either. Mm. I didn't, I, and like, as long as I was in, on stage and in the house, I felt fine. Yeah. Like backstage, on stage, but I did not like going downstairs at all. And then, like, there was, like, those weird offices, like, down one. I didn't like going down that way either. Yeah. The theater itself, I, was, I felt fine, but they were just, I don't remember, if I did, I blocked them out. Like, I don't remember if I had any, like, act, like if I heard okay. anything or saw anything. There were just bad feelings in certain areas that I just did. I was like, I'm in, I'm out, I'm done. Um, KCD, I mean, we did either Clifton Center or we did the cafeteria. Yeah, so there was... Because you didn't have the big theater yet. No, that that came after I graduated. Mm. Thanks, Dad. Right. Um, Thanks, Brad. Love you. Not like you <laughs> listen to this anyway. But uh, your mother does. Yeah. <laughs> she might get a kick out of that she one. She will. Especially lately. Anyway, so... I'm trying to think... I mean, there... Another one that I remember is, at, again, at Clarksville. Um, was... Being, I can't, I think we were off stage and we heard laughing. Do you remember that? We heard. Was some, that you and Emily during backstage secrets? Yeah. Yeah. We heard like laughing coming from that hallway from the dressing room. Yeah. And there was no one in there, and it sounded like a kid laughing. There was a child back there, at yeah. least one. Yeah. At it least sounded one. like a little kid laughing, and we're like, um, oh. and Emily was like, "What?" And I was like, "Just don't pay it any attention." Yeah. Don't don't pay it any attention. So. so, so that we're not talking just about Clarksville Theater on this podcast, I have I'm gonna. To go. You have to go. Deal with something. Do you want me to tell a story? Or do you want me to pause it? No, no, no. Go ahead and tell the story. Or pause it. I don't. I'll care. pause it. Paige is losing her mind. All right, Abby's back. So, Hi. <laughs> so, we're gonna take this back to my college days, round one. Okay. College, one? college round one. Oh, okay. Oh, Lord, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I thought you were being like, no, I thought he was being like super specific, like one o'clock p.m. No, no. What? So I went to the University of Kentucky, and there were lots of stories revolving around the fine arts building of different ghosts and different things. And it was one of those things where it's like, I spend the majority of my week in this building. I want to know more about it. So I would ask people, I'd ask professors. I asked the theater chair at one point. I asked the his secretary, um, who was super sweet, and was like, oh, you don't need to believe all that. That's all just, just people talking. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So our acting professor was pretty much in charge of everything at this point in time. There was a lot of turnover happening. I don't want to talk too much about that because it's, you know, I, I didn't know 
all the details. Yeah. I just knew that there was a lot of junk going on, which had me not go back the following semester. But, um, so a bunch of us started talking about it in class one day and she was like, oh yeah, if you all ever want to stay in the big theater, we can totally arrange that. If you want to stay overnight, I'll, I'll totally let you all do that. And we're like, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I have my limits, guys. We know you have your limits. I have my limits. So five or six of us decided we were going to do this. We were going to camp out on the stage. There wasn't a show happening at the time. Um, so we all brought some pillows, blankets, some food, things like that. Set up a little camp on the stage. Um, the production, the head of the production team there even made us a little fire out of lights and stuff. And it was funny as hell. But he also decided he was going to get other students to fuck with us throughout the night. And so he and our acting professor bet us a grade. Now, they couldn't actually do that. Right. But, you know. For the fun It was it. all fun and games that we would not last the entire night. And they're like, if all of you last, you all get A's. If one of you last, that person gets an A. Basically, it was, was what they were saying. Of course, they couldn't actually do that. It was all fun and games, like right. I said. So we're all just sitting in the middle of the stage, and they're like, do you want the lights off? Do you want the lights on? And we're like, oh, you can turn them off. We brought lanterns and some, some flashlights and stuff, and so we've got all that going on. So they turned off all the lights. And if you've never been in a theater with all of the lights off. It's scary. It's terrifying. It's pitch dark. It's not, it's, you can't see your hand five inches in front of your no, face dark. there's no windows. Yes. There's no any kind of outside light coming in. And they had pulled the garage door for the um, shop. Right. So it was even... Darker. There wasn't any of that light filtering yeah. in for us. Because um, they were working on sets for the next show mm-hmm. while we were there. So we had that noise to contend with, but that finished about 11.30. So we were like, okay, now is now we're getting into it. We're getting into it. And we started hearing footsteps. We started hearing voices. And I'm, like, sitting here at one point, and I'm, like, this is just a little much for me. Like, and not in the sense that there was all this activity, but the fact that there was so much activity as soon as all the noise from the shop stopped. Right. And I'm, like, I have a feeling somebody is screwing with us. Right. And one of the girls in this group, I knew she was never going to make it the whole night. I knew from the time we made this plan and walked into the theater that she was not going to make it the whole night. Because mm-hmm. as soon as she heard her name said, tried to bolt. <laughs> and I guess somebody was standing on the other side of the doors because she couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And I know that they would not have actually locked us in there. Right. You know, fire code and all that good stuff. But she was freaking out. She ended up in the fetal position in the middle of two rows oh my God. at one point. Um, and I'm like, okay, the fact that they said her name, I'm like, there are other students in here screwing with us. Right. Or they've set up a sound system. Something is going there. I'm like, we got to find them. Right. So the rest of us like turn on our flashlights and we're like, Looking. look around the theater. We caught two of them. Yeah. We caught two of them. They left immediately. And they're like, we're the only ones. We swear, we swear, we swear. And I'm like, the fact that you jumped that quickly to say you're the only ones. I don't believe you. Right. Don't believe you. By like 1.30 in the morning, we had found them all. And it was 18 other students <laughs> in various places throughout the theater. What? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently they thought this would be fun to screw with us, knowing that we were all very interested in the paranormal aspect of this theater. So once they all left, like, our acting professor came in. I'm not going to use names. We'll call her Joan. Joan came in and was like, okay, you found them all. Again, how old are you? <laughs> We got Peeps and Joan. And what did you say inside the house that I was like, you said something. And I was like, how, how old I are I don't, we? I don't know. You said, he's five years old. Yeah. But so Joan, Joan comes in and, and it, it, it's an ex's name. Shut up. <laughs> you wait. Hold on. Pause. No, pause, no pause. Pause. You. <laughs> you have an ex-girlfriend <laughs> named Joan. 
So anyways. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not what this episode is about. This is what we teeth out no. she kissed you. She was two years younger than oh my I God, was. Wait, what was the one movie with, uh, with Jim Carrey that's like, he says yes to everything? Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Yes, man. Liar, liar. Yeah. No, yes, no, no, man. Yes, man. Oh. Yes, man. Remember his. Yeah, he's his got neighbor, to say. His neighbor is like this old lady. Yeah. And he can't say no. <laughs> so, anyways. Did you have to help her with her shut walker. Up. <laughs> so, in the what time did she need to be back to the nursing home? <laughs> she does need help with her sponge baths. Oh, that did you help her with her sponge baths? That'd be awkward. So awkward. But I'm gonna just, cut all of that. No. <laughs> so anyways, Joan comes. How come, bad was this? Depends. <laughs> I'm going to hit you. Depends weren't invented back then. Oh, <laughs> so see, he is it's coughing up that, his it's really. It's been that while. It's been, been that, that while. That long since I dated He's her. so flustered. So Joan, Joan comes in, the professor, not the ex, comes in and she's like, okay, you found all of them. The rest of the night is your all's. She's like, I'm staying on campus. I'm just a phone call away if you all need anything. She's like... Everybody's aware that you all are here, that you're doing this. So there are no alarms set. There's, you know, if you all just leave, you can just leave. The doors will lock behind you. It's fine. So she <laughs> finally leaves. And I'm like, okay, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. So we put some lanterns throughout the house mm-hmm. just so it wasn't like pitch black everywhere. Right. And no sooner than she leaves and we get ourselves settled, then we start hearing footsteps on the catwalk. And that's the one thing we were told we could not go up there in the dark. Right. We were not allowed up there in the dark because it, it was a big theater. So it, it was a fall if we fell. Um, so we're like, okay, what the hell? We're all shining our flashlights up there. There's nobody. Nobody. We cannot find anybody in black. We can't find anybody walking around. And then the voices start. And the voices are coming from one of the wings. The voices are coming from the house. Yeah. And then at one point... Each lantern goes off one by one, and then they all come back on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, there's no way somebody is rigging this. There's, like, yeah. this is, and, I mean, it went on probably till about six, and we all decided to call it a night and go back to our dorms. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, okay. So I told him, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in this. Like, we have to pay our respects to the fact that they gave us some experiences tonight. Right. Like, just say thank you. It was very nice to meet you. And then we'll be on our way. Right. And so we all did. We were all very cordial, polite, you know, said thank you to the ghosts and went on our way. And then the one girl that ended up in the fetal position, (laughs) who did stick it out, who did stick it out, decided that she was going to put a mute clause on it and we were not allowed to talk about it. Oh. And I go... Are we not allowed to talk about the whole night or just the fact that you screamed nearly peed your pants and ended up in the fetal position? None of it. We can't talk about any of it. Of course, we still talked about it. It's, right. We're a bunch of college kids. Right. We're still going to talk about it. So, yeah, that was that was a fun night, but at the same time, it was a pain in the ass oh, yeah, never... that they f- fucked with us like that. I, no, I would never do an overnight. My anxiety can handle that. You don't want to do Waverly? It would kill yeah. me. I didn't overnight at Clarksville. I know you did. If I didn't overnight I at didn't Waverly, sleep. I would die. It would kill me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of my college round one. Because that theater is super old. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, I mean, they had stories and stuff. But that I'm going to be honest. Like, the time I spent in that theater... I just wanted to get the hell out. Yeah. It was, it just, it was so creepy. I just, I never felt comfortable there. Ever. I can't say that there has, that there's ever been a theater that I felt uncomfortable in. That one I did. Because for me, like, theater is always home. Yeah. And it's always been the same for me, but this one Mm. creeped me out. I'm sure. Like, we're going to go on a road trip and I'm going to show you. Fantastic. Because it looks like an old chapel. Ooh. It looks like an old church. Ooh. That would be fun. I'm sure... There's a chapel on campus, too. With, um... Like, I did... I went to Sacred Heart Model School, 
And oh, before, Lord Child, I can tell you some stories about Sacred Hearts Theater. Before the renovations, <laughs> the $9 million renovations that I never got to see. I feel They you. started planning this when I was in kindergarten, didn't finish it after until I was a freshman in high school at Assumption. Yeah. So never got to see it, never got to experience it. But, I mean, this is an old, old campus. Yeah. And the arts building... They held classes in that mm-hmm. when they first opened. The main school was in Angela Hall. Yeah. and But they held classes in the original theater building. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're not just talking the stage in the house and the back and all that. No, we're talking classrooms in that building. Yeah. That not, like, um, arts studios. My ballet class was upstairs. Like, this building is massive. Right. There's Don't a lot see more. pictures of you in your little ballet uniform. I got kicked out of ballet class, asshole. <laughs> I did. <laughs> My ballet teacher, who he actually knows. Yeah, we've, we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, she recommended to my grandmother that I not return. <laughs> because I was too energetic for ballet. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm sure there's a lot of stories, and like you just said, you can probably divulge in some of those. I but mean... It was an old, creepy building. The one I have is post-renovations, because it was three years ago. You know how renovations During... Are. Um, Nutcracker Suite yeah. when I auditioned for West Side Story. Yeah. So Sacred Heart was doing West Side Story and their lead, Tony, dropped out. And so Anna Jo Paul, the, you know, yeah. was looking for, for a replacement that could take it over in a week. That role in a week. A guy in his 30s? Well, she was looking for anybody. Just, yeah, and it was somebody. It was like two different people associated with that production that contacted me. Well, three if you count Anna Jo. So they contacted me, so I set up an audition, and I'm like, if there's a high schooler that is auditioning, that's where you need to go, because I am, at this point, 29 years old. Yeah. I was like, I am 29. I was like, this is not appropriate. I was like, but I understand you're in a pinch. So she was like, no, she's like, you and one other young man who is in high school have offered to try to take over this role. She's like, he's auditioning right after you. So it'll be between you two and I'll, you know. So they had me saying, Maria, something's coming and tonight. And something's coming has always been, been one of my jams. Yep. That I belt along to in the car. Yep. And so I knew that one. Didn't even have to have the book in my hand. It, with, with live music. Right. And I've never sung that song with live music before. But I was that confident. And I put it down and I sang it and I was moving across the stage and... Um, at the end of it, there was applause and I was like, huh? So I'm like looking and there's nobody's in the wings. They're all in one of the back hallways waiting for these two auditions to finish so they can start rehearsal. And so I'm like, where's the applause coming from? Cause I can see the music director, the choreographer, the other music director and Anna Joe sitting there. I'm like, who, who's applauding? And I look in the back of the theater and there is one solid figure. And when I say solid, like, could not see through, but could not make out any features. Right. Standing there applauding, but it sounded like multiple people applauding. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. And, of course, I don't – this is not me bragging on myself, but they were all very complimentary of me in that song and saying that I – it was, you know, right in my wheelhouse. It's something I should be singing on a regular basis, da-da-da-da-da. And so I left there very confident, but at the same time, I'm like – she has a high schooler auditioning. She has to cast the high schooler. Right. Which is what I was going to tell her on the phone. Yeah. But as I was leaving, when I went to open the door, it was one of the push bar, yeah. you know, school doors. It opened for me. And so, like, I walk around and I'm like, thank, there's nobody there. Did you <laughs> go out the door, like, when you come off the stage? It wasn't an automatic door. No, no. Did you come off the, come at, like, if you, when you come off the stage, it's one of the doors to come into the house? It's between, like, it, there's a walk, there's a walkway between the seats and the stage, just like any other theater. Yeah. It, no, it was door, it was backstage. Oh, it was backstage through door. the hallways out yeah. the main entrance. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't the side entrance that yeah. went through the that uh, went through Sacred Heart Model School and. No, no, no. I went right out into oh, the parking okay. lot. Well, I went into the hallway, then out to the parking lot. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought like one of the kids saw me coming. And opened the door for me. There was nobody standing behind it. And I'm like, okay, is this one of the automatic doors? That, like, nope, there's no sensors. There's no wires. There's 
okay, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And she called me the next day and told me she went with the, the younger guy. And I go, good, because I was going to tell you two one way or the other. Yeah. I wasn't going to take the role if you offered it to me. Because um, it just would have been weird. And yes, Tony is a dream role. I would love to play Tony. But even in the audition, I'm like, I may be nailing this audition. But this isn't Morality my moment. Morality says you need to cast the high schooler <laughs> in the high school show. Yes. Right. Yes. Because I'd, I'd been through that with yeah. casting. And that was in a community show, though. Having someone so much younger than <laughs> me. Sorry. Casting my leading lady. <laughs> I just anyway. hit myself in the face. You hit yourself in the face? Yeah. Cat. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm all's good here, folks. All's good. Is it, though? Is it really? Uh, oh, you don't Are know. Are you sure about that? I almost sprayed our dinner tonight. <laughs> you almost sprayed? <laughs> With I've, what? Your snot? Your spit? <laughs> I've had some oh my gosh. terrible Both. sneezes today. Yeah. Like Jeremy She's, sneezes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, I'm trying to think. Do you have any... The only other thing that I can think... Uh, well, there's two things that I can think of. Is One, walking through backstage, and I kept smelling cigarette smoke. At Clarksville? Yeah. Yeah. That's been, like, a thing that people talk about frequently. Yes, and... That it's not, no one, it's because outside. I remember Brittany telling me that some of Katie Halter's kids had been smelling it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's usually it's when you're normal. stage left, you come through that door and you round the corner. It's right in that yeah. area. Yeah. And the suspicion of who that is, because prior to 1990 something. Right. You could smoke in the theater. You could smoke during shows. You could yeah. smoke while you're building sets, all that stuff. Um, and one of the big proponents of getting the backstage built was a gentleman named Jim Smith, Cindy's husband. And he was a heavy yeah. smoker. Yeah. And spent a lot of time back there. So anytime I have brought that up, Cindy goes, that would be Jim. That would be Jim to hang out there and just smoke his cigarette. Because mm-hmm. he was also not for the band. On smoking. <laughs> yeah. Um, quite a few people weren't, and after the band went in, were caught smoking while building, building sets and things. Yeah. And we're told, you've got to put them out. You can't do it in here, Mark. Right. But anyways, so, that I mean, that's just a theory of who that is. I'm not 100% sure. No, like when you accidentally lit up in the back of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that in the back of the theater. I've done it in the lobby. Yeah, you done well, it. Was during, like, um, he's getting ready to go outside, and he's got it in his mouth. And, like, we keep talking, and he just like, babe. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I know it was during. Um, you almost did it in my house. I Yeah, I've almost done it. It was during uh, Backstage Secrets. Yeah. We were in the lobby talking to Zach. Yeah. And I had the cigarette out because we were all walking out there. Yeah. And somebody stopped us. Yeah. And then they walked away. And so we kept talking for a second. And I just put it in my mouth and I lit it. And I go, oh, shit. <laughs> and ran out yeah. the front door. <laughs> well, and then the only, the only other thing that I can think of was, like, during Laura and during Backstage Secrets, for both of those, there were moments, like, before going on. And you've had this experience, too. I, it wasn't, I felt someone touch my back. Your back or your shoulder? Like, like a reassuring. Like, 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 on, like, like a on hand on my yeah. shoulder blade, like on my back. And it wasn't a squeeze on my shoulder. It wasn't a push. It was just a very gentle, like, like if I, it's kind of hard to explain. Like, it's like if I knew what it was, but I feel like anyone else probably would just, yeah. wouldn't even notice that it was there. It was a very light touch on my back. Like a reassuring touch. Like, and it was almost like when they when it touched, I could feel like my jitters kind of go down a little bit. So that's not that's that's happened to quite a few people at Clarksville. Um, a lot of times, it's directors mm-hmm. sitting out in the house during the last rehearsal mm-hmm. before the show opens. They'll feel just a gentle hand on their back, that that little nod to it's going to be okay, it's going to yeah. go fine. I've had it happen for every show I've directed. Backstage series, it happened early. Yeah. It happened that, about like, two week. weeks before yeah. opening. Well, and with Backstage Secrets, it was um, opening. I mean, for Laura and for Backstage Secrets, it was, it, it only happened, the, it happened before my first entrance for yeah. each one. For so, Stop the World, I, I was. Nothing. 
as a little chat. Well, that was your first experience there, so you didn't really know what all was going on. But I still felt stuff. Yeah, but for me, I was worried to closing about that show. Oh, I know you were. But opening night, because for whatever reason, I started the show in the fetal position on in the middle yes, of the stage. Because you were being born. Because I was being born. You were being born. Um, well, I didn't start there at the beginning because you all had all your little like flips and yes, that was weird. your weird co- cartwheels. That you well, because they said for. who could do a cartwheel, I'm like, I can kind of do one. Kinda. She's like, do it. And I was like, you don't want me to. You're doing it. Okay. You're doing it. So the first performance, I went out there, got into the position, which we decided it was not in our best interest to have me actually lay on the floor in the fetal position because right. I would just look like a fat baby. <laughs> but instead to crouch down and like hug my legs and keep my head down. Yeah. And then be born. Still very weird motion of being born that whole Um, show was one weird motion of life but just before my cue to start standing i felt that hand Mm -hmm. and i was like all right i'm gonna be fine and that wasn't the night during first weekend that i got mumbo jumbo right it was it was the saturday of both weekends right um but anyways so was it the saturday performance of the first weekend where you skipped 15 minutes of that show no, second weekend. It was second weekend you it did that? It was Friday of second weekend. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with somebody else's story on this one because it leads into something we've, I think, all have experienced. Okay, fair. Um, a long time ago, Clarksville did a show called... <sighs> <laughs> something about Mrs. Lincoln. Uh-huh. Something about Mrs. Lincoln. Is that the actual title, or that's just the premise? <laughs> that's no. The title is something, Mrs. Lincoln. Okay, I, I can't, or Mr. Lincoln, or something about Lincoln, Mr. Washington. I don't know. Some president. one of the presidents, wow. and a very nice woman. Um, we'll call her Fran because her name is Fran. We won't give a last name on this one. Fran. Um, Fran was playing Mrs. Lincoln, mm-hmm. um, or Mrs. Todd. I don't know what. Wow, babe. <laughs> Come in with your own. I should have called Fran and been like, hey, can you tell me this story one more time? <laughs> one more time. Um, but she was sitting backstage after an exit and was waiting. And she turned and in the hallway, she saw a little boy. Oh, yeah. She saw a little boy standing there. And so she turned to him and said, are you lost? Did you lose your parents? You got to go back through here and, and go back out to the house and da 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 and talk to him. And she said he turned and walked through the wall. And so, of course, she was... Yes. You know, thought the adrenaline was pumping because of the show. She was seeing things and it was just, it wasn't until a couple of days later where she had told somebody else about it. They brought her a newspaper article with a picture of a boy who had drowned in a creek that used to be very near Clarksville Little Theater. Mm -hmm. And she said, that's the boy. That's exactly what he was wearing. Right down to the knickers and the newsboy cap. Stop saying it in your head because I know exactly what you're saying in your head right now. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so, anyways, so with that story, she told me that story when we were working on a show back in 2011. Um, since then, there have been numerous people, not just Abby and myself, who yeah. have experienced the child in that hallway. Yeah. Nobody's ever seen him. Mm-mm. Oh, except for Fran. Except for Fran. But... They've heard the laughter. They've heard the pitter-patter of little kid feet. Yep. Feet. 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 Footsies. There's no S on the end of that. Footsies. Of little kid's feet. And then there's always this, like, I don't want to say immature, but childish childish energy. Yes. In the costume room. Yes. Um, which I've experienced. I, that that was my dressing room for Stop the World. Yeah. So I've, I've felt that numerous times. And I'm pretty sure that's what you experienced with the round and round yeah. of the stool. Yeah. You probably realized I was watching them stop. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, to the point where it was, like, walking past that dressing room, I couldn't look into the dressing room. Because you had to you, just keep going. And if I added, needed you in there to look at costumes, like, we, we, it, we, there had to be at least me in and there. And somebody else. And somebody else. Like, we never went in there by ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I did a lot just because I was used to it. But, no, but I you were not. You were I would worried. not do it. I would not go in there by myself. Yeah. And it and it was one of those things where it was just like, it felt like that invasion of privacy. Yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't that 
it was malicious or anything like that. I didn't feel, like I said, I wasn't in danger. I didn't feel like my life was in jeopardy or that I was going to get hurt or anything dramatic yeah. like that. It was just, I felt very, very uncomfortable because it's that invasion of pride. Like you could yeah. feel th- this whatever staring at you. Yep. And it just was very unsettling. Oh yeah. I mean, and that that's everywhere you go with any sort of haunting. You'll you'll have at least one spirit that just it's unsettling. Yeah. It's not malicious. It's, no, it's just, just an unsettling feeling. Yeah. So, neither of you have performed at Little Colonel Theater, but you've seen a show there. Yep. Or two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just real quick, your thoughts about the space, about <laughs> the paranormal aspect of the space, that and you there? know, you know my stories from there. Right. So not taking those into account. Uh huh. You know how walking in and and sitting there for a show, and what were your overall? Okay. Well, I can, well, I've only done the one, but I know, like when I pulled up, and it was like. Outside and inside, my head, like, my eyes kept being drawn upward. Like, I was, like, yeah. like constantly looking up above me. And it wasn't because I heard anything. It was just for some reason I kept having to look up. And then in the house, I don't know. It. I always felt, and this is going to sound stupid because I was in the house and there, of course, were other people around me. But it, I could feel some, like, it felt like someone was behind me the whole time. And it, and I said, I know that sounds stupid because yeah, I know there's, there, there's duh, there are people, you. there are seats behind me. But it wasn't even, like, like, I kept having to look behind me. You yeah. know, like, what is, like, it felt like something was going on behind me. Yeah. And, but nothing was going on. Nothing was on. going on behind you. And the whole atmosphere of that place, like, in the house, too, there's just this weird energy within that house yeah and it and it's again it's just that unsettling like and almost like okay this is weird what is what is this feeling so sudden and new oh my god (laughs) Uh, right back in guys right back in so but that was that yeah yeah. i mean I, i didn't like i said didn't feel out of place i didn't feel you know uncomfortable yeah um it helped having a funny show to watch it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. Um, but, I mean, it, it didn't feel unwelcoming or anything like that. It was just like, you. it felt like like something was missing or something was off and you couldn't figure out what it was. Something bad is happening, happening in Oz. Oz. No, what about you? I mean, I've never really had any profound feeling going into Little Colonel. You know, like when you play something, right? Like you have, you have, you're... Cat knows when you're super OCD about like where things have to be. Oh uh, yeah, all the time. Whether it be at <laughs> all home, all the time. <laughs> whether it be at home or at work, right? Things have to be in a certain place. And it's like you walk in, and something is you could tell has been moved, or something's missing, or something's weird. That's kind of the feeling I got going into Little Colonel. Yeah. Where it's like someone went in and thought it'd be funny to like just to just hide. A vase, or move a seat slightly off center, or That's something. That's story I tell. Something like that, where it's just like, okay, guys, funny, but we need to put it back. Yeah. So my first story there, we're gonna go back to 2006, and I was working sound for a show, um, and one night one of the actors didn't show up. Which is always a great thing. Which to is always a fantastic thing. Mm-hmm. An actor didn't show up, so the director came to me, said, "You know, we have this other person up in the booth with you. They can run lights. <laughs> can you? Do you think you can do this?" And I said, "Well, yeah. They've only got one line at the end of Act One, and then they're in two scenes in Act Two. I'll have plenty of time to look over the script." Okay, I'm going to apologize right now to our listeners if you can hear that. There's donkeys. Some animals are having a good time, or something's <laughs> happening. I mean, if they can hear Jeremy sneeze inside the house, they, they can probably they can hear, hear that. that. I'm just that's like the weirdest call I've ever heard. It's a donkey. Is that a donkey? It's a donkey, it's a donkey yeah. Is it donkeys getting it on? Because, like, Jesus. Not that I'm aware of. But. I, like, want to, like, record it and send it into 99.7. Well, like, figure out what this noise is. They're, they're oh, back God, there. Ben they're going to make a move. One hell of a time with that. Yes. Donkeys uh, mating. Like, donkeys. Figure, match the noise. Let's do match it. Match the noise. So... 
So the actor didn't show up. Yeah, so he didn't show up. So I get a script. I go upstairs. I'm in the men's dressing room. And luckily, the costume was just a white shirt, black pants, and a black tie. Mm-hmm. And his black tie was up there. And I happened to have been wearing a white shirt and black pants because I did a big catering event at McAllister's that day. Oh, okay. Um, so I had it. I had some makeup to cover up. You know, a whole day of working and then coming to the theater. Um, so I got myself all made up. I'm looking through the script. Like, the very last line of Act 1. It's huge. It's a spoiler. I'm not going to say it. I haven't said the name of the show. But um, the, it's that character and another character going, she was a man. Blackout. End of the Act 1. You know, it brings everybody back for Act 2. Um, so, right... While I'm up there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go pace around the shop because the shop was upstairs. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go pace around the shop and, and work on these lines and get them, you know, in my head. And as I'm walking around, I all I hear at one point is, hi there. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking it's one of the girls in the show messing with me because it sounded almost exactly like this woman's voice. And so I'm like... I'm like, oh, haha, very funny. And so I just keep going about my business, doing what I'm... Hi there. How are you? And I'm like, okay, this isn't funny. So I go over to the girl's dressing room, knowing this girl's off stage at this point. And I f- throw the door open, and I'm like, you can shut up now. And she's like, I'm not doing anything. She's like, I'm looking over my lines. And I'm like, no, you're, you're calling out, hi there, how are you? Da-da-da. She's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. So she came out with me, and we looked around. There was nobody up there except for her, I, and one other guy in the dressing room. Everybody else was on stage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And while we're walking back towards the dressing room, we <laughs> <laughs> we hear it again. I'm trying to ignore the doctor. <laughs> How can you, though? We hear it again. It sounds like it's in, like, one of the backyards, like... Just on the other side of my fence. Yeah. We we hear it again. How y'all doing? I know. I hear it again. <laughs> and she bolts to the dressing room. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And she was like, she's in there. And she starts telling this other girl who's just come off stage what just happened. And so, like, I turn around and I hear, it would have been nice to talk to you. And I'm like, nope, done, bye. bye. <laughs> I go downstairs. I'm like, I'm going to wait in the kitchen for my, my cue. Then the guy flipping shows up two minutes before his line. Luckily, the director was like, no, nah, fuck you. You're not going on. You don't get to show up. No, not happening. Yeah. Not happening. But anyways, so we'll go ahead and end this with another big Clarksville story. Okay. When we were doing the shadow box, I was stage managing. Right. And... One of there were three quote unquote houses on stage represented yeah. by three different platforms, right? And so, one of the houses I had a set of blue glasses, four blue glasses that were on stage. They used two of them, right? But at the end of the night, like any good stage manager, I washed all of the dishware, right? Regardless of whether or not it got used, yeah. And so, this one particular night, I took the tray of blue glasses into the kitchen, sat it on the counter, and said, I'll get here early tomorrow and wash them then. Right. I was like, I'm tired. I want to go home. Right. So I come in the next night, and one of the glasses is missing. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. So I'm asking everybody. Right. Have you seen this glass? Have you seen this glass? Like, we need all four of them for the set. We need the set. We need the set. And they're like, well, we only use two. Just put two on stage. Just put two on stage tonight. And I'm like, okay, but... No, it's the aesthetic, and it's my OCD. Like, I need you all need four of them. Yeah. And so I'm looking high and low in this theater, all over the place. Cannot find this glass. And so we finally just give up. We put the two on stage. We had the extra one stay on the stage manager's desk in case another one disappeared. Right. Two years later. Two years later. Yep. Don't remember what show we were doing. But for whatever reason, we needed to get down in the trap door. So I pull up the trap door with the crowbar. I climb down in there. I will never, ever go in that trap door. Oh, I spilled a drink is why we had to get in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it poured in. Yeah. And so I, I will pull never, up this thing. Ever go in And there. so I'm getting down there with a mop. And as I climb down there and I look, 
sitting on there's old cha- old seats yeah. from the theater in yeah. there. Sitting on the arm of one of these seats is that glass, still with crusty milk in the bottom of it, because that's what he was drinking in this cup. <laughs> and I legit grabbed that glass, pulled it up through the trap door, and Ron goes, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> And I go, apparently it's been here for two years. Look inside of it. Look inside. He's like, how did it get down there? We don't know. We have no explanation for it. None. We laughed it off. Yep. So, we got this one in right at an hour. So, anything anything else, Kat, before we... Mm-mm. No? You're just over it tonight? I'm tired. You're tired, yeah. You got to work in the morning. Yeah. So do I. Yeah, you got to work in the morning. So, this was part one of our Haunted Theater series. Woo! Next up, you will be hearing about Broadway theaters. We're going to pick six or seven or eight of them with some really big stories. You have fun with that research. <laughs> You've got to help. You're I part of this don't podcast. don't to do anything. You're part of this podcast. Um, I mean, you all have already heard my one story about the New Amsterdam. Yep, yep, I'm yep. actually going to look into that one yeah. and find out for sure what happened. Um, and then after that, part three will be theaters around the nation Yep, that have some big stories out there. Woo! So get you in the mood for fall with all this ghost talk, you know, hopefully the cool weather will be here soon. Pumpkin spice, pumpkin <coughs> spice hits Starbucks August 28th. That early? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you, I had a woman thank me for telling her that at work the other day. <laughs> She's like, thank you. I had no idea. I needed to know. I needed to know. So, with all... There's the donkeys again. We're going to end with the donkeys. All that being said, I'm Andrew. I'm Abby. I'm Kat. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye!